This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. The caribou population in this province has definitely been dwindling. We are down to several hundred caribou. And for years now, that has been a concern. Previous governments have tried to uh, cull the predators of caribou in order to help bring those caribou numbers up. Uh, The NDP government is trying something a little bit different by instituting some large protected areas for the caribou, but that has local residents concerned about those efforts, and they're worried that it's going to negatively impact jobs in the region. Uh, This has actually been such a big issue. You've had political and business leaders from the Peace region in Victoria last week uh, calling on the province to stop its caribou recovery plans for the South Peace region. You've got the Premier up there today, actually, making an announcement at one o'clock. We'll hear more about that coming up. But right now, we wanted to get some background on this issue, what has been happening. Uh, So joining us is Kathleen Connolly, who is a member of the group Concerned Citizens for Caribou Recovery. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate you getting in touch. Thank you. Well, we're curious to know what has been going on. What what are the concerns here? So I think the concerns are pretty specific on our side. So we don't nec- we have no problem with the whole uh, thought process of recovering caribou. Uh, our concerns are how government is going around uh, about doing that, specifically the lack of consultation with our local government, industry, stakeholders. We feel that they are making some pretty unilateral decisions about land management without actually consulting those that are going to be most impacted by the results of those closures. We also, there's a lot of uh, concern and questions around some of the science that they're providing in data, which a lot of local residents probably don't feel as accurate as uh, the biologists for the provincial government seem to think. Uh, So those are some of the concerns really around the transparency of how they've consulted and how they've provided information to locals. Is there an idea, is there any kind of consensus out there, Kathleen, about the better way to approach this? Like what does need to be done? So I think an an interesting scenario from the South Peace is that we currently have two of our First Nations currently manage maternity penning and aerial wolf calls. Uh, According to provincial documents, there was a 61% increase in those herds last year. So we feel that probably what they're doing around, they have high elevation closures, they have some of these other strategies that there's 61% is a, a fairly decent increase in a population. So why would we be making such drastic uh, changes if we're seeing success in some of the programs that already exist? So do you feel maybe some of those programs haven't been given enough time? I think that that is true. And I also think that uh, maternity, some of these are very expensive projects. And of course, uh, you know, for example, wolf call and aerial uh, killing, though it's unpopular uh, in urban areas, is, has proven to be successful, but it is very expensive. And you have to do it year after year after year. You can't just stop the call program. So I think that in terms of sustainability, there are concerns, I think, both for those of us who are residents and also for government. So I think it's trying to find ways to be more efficient. And, you know, I think that we're not necessarily opposed to closures of backcountry, but let's be a part of that conversation and let's make sure industry and communities can mitigate that. Right. There's certainly been, uh, this has certainly made the headlines, right? Like a lot of talk about this over the last couple of weeks. Do you feel at any point, like, is the government listening? No. And why do you get that impression? 
so I've been to four meetings. I'm headed to one tonight in Revelstoke, and the responses have been either half answers, no answers, or literally on our Facebook page we have a picture of one fella asleep on the panel. So that would indicate that they're really not interested in what we're saying. And what, do you, what is the Premier's announcement then about this afternoon? Well, we're hopeful that at the very least he's going to give communities more time. Uh, one of the things that we've really asked for is socioeconomic impact assessments uh, for those industries and communities that are impacted. Uh, government in the South Peace is still working on the terms of reference. You can't have an assessment like that done in two weeks. So let's some um, extend that time frame uh, and let's give communities an opportunity to understand and be able to mitigate uh, what that might look like. So we're hopeful that he's going to push back some time frames and actually allow for communities to do some of their own socio-impact assessment work. What was uh, the biggest problem, do you think, with the plan? I know there was all sorts of things in there, right? Like reduced snowmobiling allowed in the backcountry, um, other issues as well. Like, what do you think was the biggest problem? In my opinion, the biggest problem is that they didn't talk to anybody except First Nations and the federal government and that communities didn't have a chance to buy in from the beginning. There are a lot of questions we have. I think if those questions had been answered and a lot of those um, stress points had been resolved, I think it would have been a completely different conversation today. But because they're essentially trying to ram Section 11 down our throats, I think people are pushing back and they're frustrated that uh, their communities aren't being heard. So, you know, I think fundamentally there's a lot of those plans that are fine. It's how they've won a bit of their approach has been wrong. Right. And so they're also they're also talking about still going ahead and, and culling wolves, right? Mm-hmm. They are. Yeah, there are still uh, predation plans in, in, all of, uh, in all of the herd plans. Uh, there's 54 herd plans across the province and predation control is definitely a, a part of all those uh, herd plans. How critical has it become, Kathleen, to do something? Because like, it sounds like those caribou numbers are really going down. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, definitely government and and us, we have a responsibility to try and protect those animals. But if we look at some of the science, uh, so there's two parks, one in Tweedsmere and one in Jasper, where there's been no industry, no human touch. The wildlife has been left uh, in the land to balance itself. And even in those areas where there's no people, there's no industry, uh, those populations are still declining. So why is that? Yeah. So what is, what are the next steps here? Like if you could definitely get yourself in that room with the premier today, what would you tell him? We'd ask him to start the process again. All right. Right. Even from, if it comes uh, to the same conclusions, to start the process again and let everybody have their say. Yep. Because this is the thing. If communities don't buy in to these yeah. uh, plans, there are people, there will be people who will be riding illegally. There will be, it will be public outrage and revolt. And I think the only way that they can find success as government is to have our communities buy in. And the outcomes may be the same, but we're going to support it and we're going to help them achieve their goals. All right. Well, we look forward to hearing what the Premier has to say this afternoon. So, Kathleen, yep. Indeed we do. Okay. Thank you for your time, Kathleen. Thanks, Jimmy. Take care. Thanks for explaining it to us. That is Kathleen Connolly. She's a member of the group Concerned Citizens for Caribou Recovery.